This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. I was asked to introduce our Maspin of Aaron Lapiansky. I feel that he doesn't need an introduction, and I've heard him say that introductions are not Jewish things. So I hesitate, but nevertheless I was asked, so I just want to say that Lopiansky is evidently qualified to give a hesitate, being the brother-in-law of the late Rosh Hashiva Vemir of Nassim Svifinko. They're married to sisters, and therefore they certainly knew each other very, very well, aside from the fact that Lopiansky learned in the mirror, together with Rafinko, and certainly knew him, knows him, knew him very, very well. Just want to mention the Rav Lopiansky, while he was learning in the mirror, he was also teaching in a place called Eisha Torah. He was teaching one of the higher, maybe the highest, I don't remember, the highest Gemara Shir in Eisha Torah. And that was something that of course, it was a very, very important thing, but it didn't really capture the ultimate interest of Rab Lopiansky. He decided to become the head of the Essentials Program. Now, that's the real challenge. He was the head of the Essentials Program of Eisha Torah. And who that was around that can forget those days when Rab Lopiansky would come in on a Friday morning and sit down on the back of the base medrash, somebody would stick a microphone in front of him, and after five minutes, there'd be 30 people listening to Rav Lopiansky's talk on the Parsha. And those talks, of course, exist in audio H. So, very, very special. What an honor it is for the yeshiva to have Rav Lopiansky talk and give a hesper. The, the shock is still overwhelming and it's hard to collect thoughts um, also because the world that he was so active in is a world a little bit different. It's amazing that he had a very close Kesha with Rosh Hashiva Yerab Nachzach They both were from the very first Americans that came to Yisrael. They both were people that gave in, 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 the, um, in the giving of themselves, they were both without peer in, in the totality of themselves that they gave uh, circumstances wherever they were, tremendous mysterious nefesh, each one built a different chelik of Yisrael. they had a very very um, emotional meeting right before the petira of, of, of Noach, they came to Vakachola and uh, it was an extraordinary meeting and um, th- there was a lot mitzad the the of both of them, they were very similar. Yet, 
Torah is big, Hashem is big. Each one had another facet, and I want to focus somewhat on the complementary aspects of these facets and how they relate to another, and so on and so forth. I want to start by saying over um, quite a bit of a kuzari. The kuzari writes and discusses the um, relationship of two models of Akadosh Baruch Hu. And in the understanding of the different models of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the different levels of perceiving HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he makes a point about where Avram came in. And I'm going to sort of paraphrase outwards and quote a little bit. I'll try to keep it in that way. He says, what is the difference? The Kuzari asks the Chavar, who is the, the Jew, what's the difference between Aristotle's God and Avram Avinu's God? In terms of Chachma, Aristotle was the peak of Chachma. And where is the difference? Where did Avram Avinu come in? Where is he moving ahead of Aristotle? And the Kuzari says, HaKadosh Baruch has two names, Elohim and Yudke Vavke, what we call Hashem. He says, Elohim is the God that the intellect can arrive at. In other words, a person takes an honest look around the world, asks himself honest questions, and begins to realize there's a hand behind everything, there's a creator, and so on. In other words, an, an, a, a, a picture of what must be the truth in the world, intellectually, rationally, is the God of Aristotle. Whether Aristotle himself came to it or not, doesn't make a difference. The point he's making is that's where philosophy, as in, in terms of human reason, gets to. But he says that is the first stage of it. He says the name Yudke Vavke is for the person that actually touched base with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Let's, let me give a medrash. He doesn't bring the medrash, but I want to bring a, a, bring a medrash that sort of describes this. The Torah starts with Lech Lecha Me'artzo Malatcha Be'savicha. The medrash says on it, it's like a person walking down a road, riding down a highway, and he sees a building lit up. And he says, could it be that a building like this, with its lights and its beauty and its structure, does not have a master? Hits a of Balabira. So the owner sticks his head out and says, I am the master. The Chazal are describing to us the turning point in Chumash to Avram Avinu's God. In other words, Avram Avinu's Pasha starts with Lech Lecha. The 70 years of thought and, and, and uh, pondering, like the Ramam says, that led up to that, that was not Torah. So it has no place in Torah. We don't know really anything about Avram's 70 years worth of thought process. The Ram says it was a process that led up to it. Why? Because thinking and that type of rational process gives you the outer sense of it. For instance, imagine that palace, the owner is away on vacation. 
and you walk in and you see the size of the shoes and you see the thing the person has, a Sherlock Holmes could build an extraordinarily accurate picture of the, the owner of the house. But could he say, ah, oh, I met someone, I know someone, he is the one I know? No. He knows everything about it. He's an observer, he's an outsider, and the knowledge that he has is knowledge in the sense of uh, observation, but not knowledge in the sense of the Torah that calls something das, which means I'm connected to him. It's like somebody comes in for an interview, and you have his resume, you know all the facts about him, even things that he might lie on, whatever, you have it all in front of you. But you're never, ever sure of hiring him till you don't actually connect to the person and have some sense of it. So the Medrash is telling you, Avram Avinu's thought process was the ultimate in human thought process. It led him from an entire pagan world to recognizing the truth and the emis of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But that's not Torah. Torah starts when the owner pokes his head out and says, Ani Balabira. The first connection of prophecy, of Ruach HaKodesh, there was that connection, was the connection that starts Yudke Vovke instead of Elohim. That's the way Kuzari explains it. And the Kuzari says, he points out two or three distinctions between those two gods. He says, and I'll, I'll quote the, the point that he says, as the person, and he, and he speaks about this experience as being prophecy, Ruach HaKodesh, Nevuah, and so on and so forth. And he says, as a person begins to, to get that sense of personal connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he says, he is loeg, he begins to laugh at all of the reasoning that went into the process of recognizing God. Because, let's give a marshal, imagine two people live in a primitive place and they're sitting and arguing whether a metal box could possibly fly in the air or not. Valid argument. Many smart people said no, and back and forth and back and forth. Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. And the person has dozen proofs that it could be. And then they come to civilization and they see an airport. And they see planes flying. So he says, you see, let's go through all the proofs again. What do you go through the proofs? They're flying, they're there. That's the difference. The person begins, he, he tosses away, they were crutches, because the personal experience of having that personal connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it doesn't, it, it, it falls away like a shell that was needed until the, until the fruit um, became of ripe. Once it's ripe, there's no need for that. Um, the, 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 that's one point of difference. A second point of difference, he says, is people don't sacrifice anything for a God that is the product of reason. When I debate my theorem, whether I, uh, my, my geometric theorem, correct, not correct, I can have either arguments, I can publish it, I'm not going to be most nefesh for it because it doesn't touch on the core of my 
essence of my being, I would like to have it published, but people don't believe it, don't believe it. The process of Avram Avinu starting Nisyonos, starting all those Nisyonos from Lech Lecha and culminating with the Akedah and so on, that was a process of determining are you still living with a God that's a product of, you know, Lambda sort of, you, know, you, you went back and forth and this, it makes sense? Or is it something that is part and parcel of yourself and it's part of your very being and part of your very reality? Those are differences. And, he's, and, he, and he says the entire difference lies in the person. No one who understands, the Aristotle, whatever he understands of God, it doesn't affect him in any meaningful way. Whereas the God of Avram fills Avram with a love and with a desire to become close and to become bonded to that God. It's a difference between a neutral idea and the most personal of connections. That's the way the Kuzari describes the distinction between two types of, of, uh, of recognition of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We don't have Nevoah. We don't have Ruach HaKodesh. For us, the most profound connection, even mitzvahs versus Torah, let me describe something that the Tanya writes. It, the difference, the unique, um, the, the, the uniqueness of Torah as an experience, a spiritual experience. He writes that every mitzvah and I will paraphrase it in words that are more meaningful to us. I'm not, his words are kind of, of, of sort of Kabbalah-type words, and I'm not, I'll try to put it into words that are meaningful to us. Since every mitzvah is external to us, the, the tight, in other words, we take tefillin, the tefillin is an outside thing, it's taught on real tight, but it's an outside thing. So the type of connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is more of an outside connection. It's a connection. Mitzvahs connect HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But it's, it's an outside connection. He says, in Torah, you have both things. You're doing a mitzvah, and you have that external connection. And it is also, you're taking a Kaddish Baruch Hu into yourself. You are allowing yourself to become filled with the understanding the, and, 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 and the perspective of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So you have an inner and outer connection. Imagine, sometimes you meet somebody who really likes you, you're sort of powerful about him, and he gives you a big hug, and it's nice to be wanted, and it's nice to be loved, but you don't, you know, it's fine. Sometimes you're the one that hugs someone, and you really like him, and the person is, 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 is fine, and he appreciates it, but you don't feel the some reciprocity. And sometimes two people hug each other tightly. That's his marshal. He says it is a connection that is impossible to describe in words because you're hugging and being hugged by God at the same time. And that's a connection, that's a bond that's inseparable. So Torah is something which includes me taking Akash Baruch to myself and Akash Baruch so to speak, wrapping himself around me and together, that becomes one entity. That's Torah today. For us, this is where the Divine Spirit rests. 
This is the closest we'll come to that experience, and that experience exists in Torah. But it also depends on how you learn. Because a person can treat Torah mechanically, a person can treat Torah as informational, that's also possible. And then it, it doesn't, that's, so it remains on the level of the God of Aristotle. A person needs to tap into the soul of Torah, <coughs> needs to get that sense that when we're learning about Mitzia, when the Akadosh Baruch Hu is all about justice, and Akadosh Baruch Hu is about right and wrong, and when two people have an issue over an object, this is where Akadosh Baruch Hu's justice comes into play. And this is the way Akadosh Baruch Hu would like it this way, and this is the way, and when it says, Ani Hashem, Oev Mishpat, I'm Akadosh Baruch Hu loves justice, this is the way I love it. And when two people unite and become married, marriage is an institution HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave. Animals don't marry, they mate. And humanity is working in that direction real quick. And they also, because if there's no, if, certainly if there's no Hashem, the Ramam says that before Matan Torah, two people moved in, two people moved out. That, that was it. Kedushin started with Matan Torah because the idea and the concept of marriage so the understanding of what forges a bond between two people is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's unique understanding. And we connect with it when we understand it the same way. The fact that I, there's a Kenyan and two Adim, everything that goes, every detail goes into it is an understanding of it. Sometimes it hits home easier, sometimes less. But in order to have that, what's needed to learn the information of Gemara is a Gemara, Art scroll, or not advertising art scroll, Feldheim has Gemara, that's fine as well. <laughs> a good dictionary, and somebody who knows Aramaic in the base of you can go back and forth on it. And you could spend a whole lifetime learning it, and you, 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 you're, you're missing, you're eating, it's like somebody eats the shell of fruits, he eats, he eats apple peels all his life and just misses the apple. That's possible. The thing that gives over Avasa Torah is a Rebbe. The soul of a person, when a person sees the, when a person sees someone else who is enraptured by it, who sees his own Ava and his own Simcha, that flows to a Talmud only from a Rebbe. Shmabni Musavicha Valtitosh Torah when a father tells a son, go learn now, the, the, the child accepts a father as sort of the voice of authority, morality, etc. It's the right thing to do. When there's a normal relationship, then I know what my father tells me is the appropriate thing to do. When a mother tells a child something, a mother can give over to a child the love of Torah. She loves Torah, she loves the child, and that's a bridge where one goes to the other. So a person has the first layer, as the father says, go to learn. And when the mother gives him a hug and says, I'm so proud of you that you're learning, then it opens up in the child that neshama. When a person has a Rebbe whose eyes dance with excitement and when he's learning, and he's a happy person and fulfilled person, then, 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 then he's... Um, 
that he begins himself to sense that Ava. Ava is something that can't be given over with words. It says, Ava Mechalkelz is Ashura. Love is something that it breaches logic. People who are in love do things that are not logical. So how do you teach it? Teaching is a logical process. You need a thought, you need words, you need, you need to be able to describe it somehow. And the answer is, it has not a language of its own, but it has a certain intuitive giving over. The only thing I can give a marshal with is, it's like the, when Moshe Rabbeinu gave over prophecy, and the Kuzari here explains that this is a process akin to prophecy, the Kuzari says, the, the, it says in Chumash, he laid his hands on Yeshua, he laid his hands on Nevi'im. What was it like? What's the process of giving over prophecy to somebody? What's it like? Torah is, you know, yes, there's words, there's thoughts, there's ideas, how do you give over prophecy? And Rashi says, it's like a candle being lit from a flame. It's a process, the touching of the two transfers the fire over. And that's how it is. I can't explain it because it's not explainable. But anyone who's had that experience doesn't need my explanation because he knows what I'm talking about. My Rebbe, I named the child after him. And I remember as bar mitzvah, I was thinking, I wanted to say something. What do I wish for my child? That he should be so mefersome, that he should be so known. No, that's, that's me. That's, a, that's nothing to do with the child, and it's not his, that he should be such a girl of a Torah, and so on. I thought about it, and I said, there's a famous picture of Nachum, Ms. Yotzad actually this week as well, um, and I said, his furrowed, there's a picture of him, his furrowed brow, as he was thinking over Sugya, and the glint in his eyes, and the smile on his face, as he was realizing Pshat in Sugya, that's what I can wish for my child. Reb Nachum was tremendous on Chochem, and it wasn't possible for many people to have that relationship connection. My late brother-in-law had that connection with every yachid. Every people, he pulled people into the yeshiva. It wasn't the, the, the explanation process of his words that was what did it. It was watching him with the smile, with his happiness, when he said there's nothing, there is nothing in the world more fulfilling, more divine than sitting and learning, he said it and you saw that he was speaking of himself. When he said, come learn the Taisvis, it's so geschmack, it's so wonderful, that gave over that sense of wonder. And it was and that was the Torah Simecha. That was kind of the mother's the mother's warmth to give over that sense of how great learning is, how wonderful it is, how happy a person is who's sitting and learning. When he said schmoozen, he would say over things that people repeat ad infinitum. That was trite to us. When he said it, we grabbed it with two hands, and many people were inspired by schmoozen because it was the mother when the mother says, Tatala, I'm so happy that you're doing so well in learning, and giving you a kiss at it, that transfers the love of Torah to the love of a mother. 
he was Nifta and Rochel Imenu's yard site, on the mother of Klaisel's yard site. And it's very, very hard not to think of him as that mother figure of Kal Yisrael. The intellect of Torah, the gallus of Torah, there were many Rebbeim who gave it over, each with his own surah and so on. But the ability to give over the Ahava, Ki Kamoves Ahava, to give over that powerful love and a powerful warmth, the Neshama of Torah, only a person who himself is on a Madrega of a Lekei Avram, where he's connected innerly, connected not with facts and figures and knowledge, but a person who's touched the divine. And like the Kuzari says, he laughs at the arguments. If I can give a good marshal, a person who's going out on a shidduch. There's questions, there's fakers, there's experiences, there's analysis, there's a thought process, the right, wrong, this, that, the other. And you sit down and say, you know, I think for these and these reasons, it's a very good shidduch and so on and so forth. Fine. That's, that's a very, that's the right process. Person was happily married for 50 years, and he asked him, Well, can you describe to me the Milas and the Chasronis and why it's a good marriage and this and that? What do you answer? You laugh. What do you mean? It's my life. What do you, what do you, what, I mean, it, you know, there, there's no pilpul, and it's not because there wasn't a thought process before, but from this point onwards, it's, you know, this is me. What, what, what's the, what's the, what are the, they didn't need. An endless amount of musashmuzin to explain why it's important to learn the taisvis. Sat down and learned the taisvis with him, and you felt it. You 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 felt that ava. You felt that alakus. You felt that connection with Hakadosh Baruch Hu that lay in the words that he gave. That's why the loss is so difficult, so profound, because activities of a person can be replaced. Um, sometimes you need 10 people to do what one person does but you can do you can, teaching can be done and, and there are many people that can teach there are many people that can raise money if you need more people you need to do more people it's a question of numbers but there are things that it's not a question of numbers unless a person has that quality of ahava that quality of himself there were two facets that made him the Teresi Mech of Kal Yisrael. One was that he was in love with Teresi Nakarish Baruch himself, that he had that mid of Ava that Avram had, of, 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 and that's why he, he didn't have hardships. They, they fell away. It's like a person who's on his way to, 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 to getting married and the car breaks down. So you don't turn around. You, you feel, it, it, then the question is, which car you stop and go weiter? There wasn't, there, 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 like he says, the Sionos are not there in the way the person has that feeling. He had that connection with his own learning, his own simchavit. My brother told me, my other brother told me, he'd once finished a grueling round of fundraising. And fundraising was, he literally, most of the time he couldn't even open his mouth to speak. He, he, would, he literally was collapsed. They would carry him in a stretcher from, from, from Nadim to Nadim. And they finally lift him into his bed at night and put him in. And then he hears a whisper, Binyamin, Binyamin, my brother-in-law. And he says, you know, he ran, what, what's, so he points, he says, 
This is what I'm saying to share when I come back on. Have them post a note on it. That was his own love for Taira. And the second part of his motherhood was his love for people, for Talmidim, for anyone that he could, that would step foot in yeshiva. The, 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 I mean, it, it just, it's, they are sitting there by Shiva. I mean, literally thousands of people. And everyone says, you know, we, I was very different. I had a very personal relationship with Rosh Hashiva. This is, I, you know, it's heard it so many times. You sometimes wonder, like, you almost want to laugh. And, and what you realize for every single person, you know, somebody walked in and said, I my four-year-old told me he can't believe that the Rosh Hashiva is not going to be by his bar mitzvah. And you ask yourself, is that the tragedy of Kali Yisrael? And the answer is, but a mother, that yes, it, it, a person doesn't have to speak about his mother in terms of Kali Yisrael, in terms of the community, in terms of anything. That's, that's a mother. The, the, um, the feeling towards a Talmud, I'll just tell you something just came, to, uh, I just popped my head, I remembered. There was somebody, I'll tell the name also because it's important, I, I think we tell the story. His name is Rafshal Gold. Today he's an OU Kashos person. He learned with me. She was younger than me by, by quite a few years, but he was very friendly. He got married kind of late. He was an older boy. And he brought in a small Birnbaum from the mayor to, to, to be Masadik Dushin. He came in to invite my brother, Nassim Tzvi, who was also very close to. And he says, we like to invite her. Shiva, it's not, it's spoken. So he says, listen, you're bringing in a small Birnbaum from America, Mira Shiva in America. If I come there, he's going to start a balagan and insist I be a Kedushin, and he's not going to let up. He said, and it's wrong. He came from America. He's, it's a tremendous trip. He's someone coming in for 36 hours. It's wrong for me to do it. I'm not going to come for the chuppah. For the suda, I'm going to see if I can make it because I have to sure him, and I'll see if I can find that crack of time. It was a shalabim, the hasna, and so on. Couldn't make it. Fifteen years later, Shal, he lives in America, um, and he's making his first bar mitzvah. And uh, he comes in to, he, he, he's made it, he made it in Eretz because his wife's family is, is, is in Eretz Yisrael, or Olim, and so on. He made it in Eretz He comes in, and he says, Shashiva, I'm giving you an invitation with a specific request not to come. I know it's so difficult for you. I know your time is precious. I know you're torn apart. I'm giving the invitation as a sign of my feelings towards you, and I do not want you to come. And he answered, I miss the chasna, I'm not going to miss the bar mitzvah. You're talking about, and this is, you're talking about one effort, I mean, thousands and thousands of people. But that's what he felt. And he came. And he couldn't walk in. He was so weak. He asked, please, if the bar mitzvah would come out, the father wants to give him a bracha, but he just can't pick himself up and come in. Even lifting him up is too difficult. When you have an ava like that, when you have the Avatakarish Baruch Hu and the Avatar people, then you're a bridge, not only for the Chitzonis of Torah, not only for the fact and the mitzvahs and the figures and the history and the demon, but you become a conduit for the soul of Torah because the soul is given over with the Ava. And on a day... Of the Torah of Yisrael, how many people, the people here who came closer, all know that besides all of the all of the arguments and proofs and everything, there was an inequality that brought people close. 
How many of the people in Klal Yisrael, how many of the young boys in Klal Yisrael who struggle, who are born with, with the heritage of Torah and struggle with it because they don't have enough of that. They don't have enough Torah Simecha. They don't have the model of someone who's both in love with Torah and in love with them at the same time. Who knows how many people we, we have a hard time holding on to because of it. May this be that not only are we Marba Torah and Klai Yisrael in terms of numbers of Talmidim, in terms of volumes of Masechtas learned, in terms of mitzvahs kept, more mehuda, but in terms of bringing in more of neshama, more ava in Torah, ava satayra and ava of Klai Yisrael. And the mother is very happy. The mother has a lot of nachas when children are matzliach and are happy.